Hi, I'm Peter Osborne. I'm the founder and managing director of Osborne Publishing, which is an independent family business based in London in the UK. I set up Osborne Publishing largely because one afternoon my I've said it before and I guess I'll say it again. If it exists, there's probably an MLM for it. Nails, clothes, candles, knives, insurance, supplements, coffee, cleaning products, makeup, and now books. Not that this is anything new, really. Usborne Books has been publishing kids' books since 1973. And Southwestern Advantage has been selling textbooks since the mid-1800s. Both of these companies have found quite a bit of success to stay around this long, and you don't really hear about them in the news much either. No news is good news, right? The last time Usborne made waves was in 2017, in fact, when one of their puberty guidebooks said that breasts exist for two reasons. One is to make milk, and the other is to, quote, make the girl look grown up and attractive. That was a quote. I can't decide if it's better or worse that this was in a puberty book meant for boys. So while this passage wasn't directed towards young girls, telling them that their breasts exist in part for the pleasure of others, they were giving young boys this message though. So yeah, breasts do feed babies, but they're also made so girls look good for you. Gross. Usborne presents itself as the go-to publisher that children love, whether it's for funny, factual, or fun books, which whatever, MLM or not, maybe this is true. Maybe kids really do adore Usborne books. Not like I'm keeping up with popular kids' books these days. Plus, they're based in the UK, so I don't really think I'll be able to easily get a hold of them or get a great gauge on their popularity anyway. UK people, if you read them or read them as a kid or your kids read them, whatever, let me know. What do you think? Plus, they do seem to use this popularity responsibly most of the time. A few years back, Osborne, as well as multiple other well-known publishers, were criticized for having gendered products that didn't need gendering in the first place. Like pretty stickers for girls consisting of princesses and ultimate stickers for boys having trucks and dinosaurs. Like, girls can like dinosaurs too, you know. Thankfully, Usborne announced they had no plans to produce any gender-specific titles in the future. They discontinued publication of any existing titles and said that they took the feedback on this matter very seriously. So sure, they messed up in a puberty book, but they apologized, edited it, and now we can just move on, right? Usborne sure has moved on in a very literal sense. They're calling themselves Paper Pie now to better encompass all of the products they have, which has grown just beyond books. The trouble is that Usborne, as well as Southwestern Advantage, are ironically at an innate disadvantage because of the way they sell their products. As MLMs, it's not really these small controversies that make them problematic. It's the core of how they operate to begin with. And when I say these companies are shady, I'm talking about Southwestern Advantage recruiters allegedly threatening to leave young booksellers in an unfamiliar state, plus fatigue and lack of background checks resulting in literal death and door-to-door selling laws being changed because of them. So let's dissect that core and see why book MLMs should be shelved here on Multilevel Monday. Hi, welcome back to the channel, Michelle. And today I want to share with you- Hi everyone. Today I'm showing you our Osborne book collection. Several of you have asked me why I don't show any Osborne books and whether they're any good. I'll tell you what my opinion is towards the end of the video, but first I thought I'll share with you what books we actually have in our home. MLMs tend to target vulnerable people. Obviously, each MLM is going to go after a different group, but most often we see them go after women, typically mothers that may be looking for some financial freedom, flexible hours, and that feeling of a supportive community. That's what MLMs usually promise, and that's why it's so easy to get sucked in. Because let's be real, who doesn't want those things? 
As far as I can see, this is exactly what Usborne promises to their sellers that are also moms. Plus they also sell kids books. Like who better to sell a kid's book than a caring parent, right? Usborne knows this and the sellers know this too. One blog called The Mama Notes makes it pretty clear that she's gaining more than just Usborne titles, but new friendships and a revenue stream for our family. Usborne also holds book parties that can be done virtually or in person, making this even more of a bonding group activity. And don't get me wrong, like I love my D&D sessions. Maybe you should have a game night or movie night with your friends too. Bonding and being part of a club and doing a group activity, those, that's not a bad thing, that's a good thing. When you center it around direct selling, I feel like it gets a bit culty, competitive, and just plain toxic really quickly. All right, guys. So I'm going to tell you what the real Southwestern Advantage experience How is. many of you are here for the first time? You're going to have the greatest summer you have ever had in all of your lives. You're going to earn more money than you ever thought was possible in a 13-week period, but far more important than that money. If you go out on the book Whereas Usborne targets moms, Southwestern Advantage takes a different approach. They sell educational books and go after people that they believe will naturally value educational tools and target college campuses. Right on the front of their website, the first thing you see when you click on them is the promise that they can help you start a successful career by gaining the byproducts of running a sales business. And so here we have it, two book MLMs with two very different targeting strategies, but ultimately the same type of goal. Usborne doesn't seem to be about getting out of your comfort zone and gaining new skills and networking. It's using buzzwords like communities, other moms, and revenue for your family instead. And with Southwestern Advantage, they can use their age to, you know, their advantage too, by calling themselves America's oldest internship program. Just because something is old doesn't make it superior, okay? I'm looking at you, Mitch McConnell, you frickin' turtle. Are you turtly enough for the turtle club? I think not, my good sir. But this method has actually been effective for Advantage, ignoring my terrible turtle puns and all. Now I'm shortening their name to just calling them Advantage because calling them Southwestern and getting them confused with the airline, I, I also don't want people referring them to SA either, so we're just gonna call them Advantage. Now, Advantage has been going to campuses for years, whether or not they've been welcome there. When I first started researching what colleges think about this, I learned that Harvard actually banned them all the way back in the 1970s. A 1981 article from the Harvard Crimson said that despite being banned four years prior, students were talking to other peers, freshman business students, about joining the company. Also, how the hell are you a business student at Harvard and not educated about MLMs? Like seriously, if the folks at Harvard are falling for this too, like there's no hope for any of us, I swear to God. Or perhaps maybe we can look at it the way that anyone truly can be susceptible to an MLM under the right circumstances or the right guise. But anyway, their posters also promise summer work that could earn three to $4,000, which is more like 10 to $13,000 today. Now that's around $1,000 a week, and this wasn't just educational material either, but some students that were looking to go to the Bible Belt and go door to door selling Bibles. One student said it felt like the world's oldest con job, which is, sure kind of sounds like it. Some Advantage sellers didn't see it that way, and they insisted that most students didn't work the 90 hours a week administration claimed. They just worked about 72 hours instead, which is so much better, right? No, they also insisted that they aren't paid to approach other students, though they didn't deny receiving commissions if the students sign up under them. And it's not as if they just give this job to anyone. So it's a pretty weak defense in my opinion, and it doesn't exactly get much better. 
Advantage is still targeting college students to this day, and they're still using less than savory methods to do so. In 2019, around 30 years after the recruitment practices got them banned from Harvard, Advantage started stirring up controversy in Minnesota. You know how most MLMs promise flexible schedules? Well, if you actually want to earn anything with Advantage, it seems like you have to work an extreme schedule to make it happen. An anonymous salesman that went by John in this Minnesota Daily article stated that he trained for months to become a salesman. But once he arrived in Ohio in 2016 to work for Advantage, he started to question his decision, quote, they admire this discipline of working 90 hours a week. It was such a cutthroat, competitive, run you into the ground summer. 90 hours a week for $8,000. Is that really as much money as it sounds? Well, let's say that summer consists of two months, really, July and August. I'm sure that students may have some time in June, but let's keep the time to a minimum and make it sound as if Advantage is promising maximum earnings here, about four grand a month. So it's just about $1,000 a week. Divide that number by 90 hours and you'll get $11 per hour. The minimum wage in Ohio is $10, but this also isn't factoring in students paying for travel and living expenses. Saying that you can earn $8,000 in one summer sounds amazing, whereas you can earn a dollar over minimum wage, pay your own company travel and work 90 hours a week doesn't sound quite as nice, even if it's far closer to reality. According to the article, here's how it really works. Let's say you've been selected for the program, right? And here's how it breaks down. First, you'd go to the company's headquarters in Nashville and train there for a week. And it's not really clear if this is paid training or not, but I believe legally it has to be paid training. But anyway, second, once you're all trained up, you're placed in another town, often in a different state, and you sell educational books door to door. Have fun trying to find somewhere to live for the summer that last minute without paying an arm and a leg from your own pocket, but that's how they do it apparently. Now, once you're there, you're gonna work from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday. Baron Marshall, three-time seller, told Minnesota Daily, quote, my recruiter would drop me off in the morning and pick me up on his way back home. I just packed a lunch and got a bike. It was tough, but you get used to the challenges. On this schedule, Marshall earned about $6,000 each summer, a number that's below average according to him. He also recruited his friends using methods that salesman John says are extremely predatory. The company talks about how you're selling educational materials, investing in kids in their future, but they also treat young graduates like they're disposable workhorses. According to John, he only made about $2 an hour. And when he decided to leave Advantage after five weeks of this, his manager's boss said if he didn't come back, he was making the biggest mistake he would ever make. It's no wonder the university has spoken up and said Advantage is using deceptive marketing tactics. Even if they aren't downright lying, they're dangerously close to doing so. Plus, the University of Minnesota has also told off Advantage for interruptions in classroom spaces, which is even more upsetting. It's one thing to post flyers and go to a job fair, but when you're pushing students that hard to join your company, it comes across as plain gross. Students have even complained about sketchy encounters with representatives, quote. They were super vague about what it was and wouldn't give any details besides that it was very competitive, said university psychology student, Bailey Stoltz, who had recruiters visit her class this semester. I didn't even realize what it was until I saw it on social media later. If you're not transparent about who you are and what you do, then I'm not going to assume you're some amazing five-star company with minimal complaints. So why hide this information? If you're so confident that people are going to earn a ton of money and absolutely love working for you, why aren't recruiters more upfront with students? But oh, it's gonna get better because you know, of course. Not only has Advantage allegedly lied by omission about who they are and what they do, but 
they've allegedly claimed to have a working relationship with career services on campus too, when of course they don't. And this is just extra shady. It's one thing to show up to class, which they're not supposed to do, and pass out a pamphlet or something. But when Advantage claims they have a working relationship with the school itself, then of course some students are going to think they're legit. Students should be able to trust that their career services, of all things, have their back and wouldn't recommend anything questionable. And in my opinion, Advantage knows this. They're fully aware of the trust that students place in career services, and they're taking advantage of that trust. It's no wonder their company has the name Advantage in it. They really do seem to be experts in taking advantage of people. But how does the company respond to this? Well, they claim that all their critics are just quitters, that they just weren't good enough. Skelsky, who sold for Advantage for nine summers, now oversees multiple states in the Midwest and explained that people who quit or couldn't make it in the company go online and try to make Advantage look bad because it's validating since they don't want to take responsibility for themselves. And I'm like, hmm, let's think about that for a minute. So I guess you having sellers work 12 or 13 hour days, that makes them look bad? You're going into college campuses, not being upfront about who you are and what you sell, and somehow that's them not taking responsibility? Sure, it's a possibility that John was really bad at selling books, totally, for sure. I don't know John, he's anonymous because he fears retaliation. Maybe he's a great salesman, maybe he's a horrible one. But the shady recruitment tactics and ridiculous work hours and expectations have nothing to do with someone taking responsibility for themselves. In fact, let's take another look at what this company doesn't take responsibility for, because their seller's safety also seems to be on that list. Please note that this section will discuss death and tragedy. If you're not in the headspace to hear about this, please feel free to just click past this chapter in its entirety. Melinda Turvey started working for Yes, Y-E-S, an Oklahoma-based magazine sales company that promised her a $500 weekly paycheck way back in 1999. Two years later, she was dead. The Yes crew van she had been in had no license plates and the driver was trying to switch seats with a passenger to avoid a speeding ticket. While Yes may not have been directly involved in the accident, the following investigation of the tragedy, which left seven dead and five maimed, revealed mountains of illegal and abusive labor practices that put these young people in jeopardy. For example, the reason that Holmes, the driver at the time, had been trying to switch seats with a passenger was because he had multiple driving violations and was driving on a revoked license. Why was he behind the wheel in the first place? Other sources have also called the crash fatigue-related, referencing the ridiculously long hours that door-to-door salespeople work. No one should be operating a vehicle on so little sleep, let alone if it's carrying a dozen passengers. This event, horrific as it was, became a rallying cry for the people of Wisconsin where the crash took place. The laws tightened up and Melinda's law in particular became instrumental in ensuring that door-to-door salespeople have some protection, especially when the victims in this case were between the ages of 16 to 25. With this law in effect, criminal background checks of workers are required. Businesses have to provide the Department of Workforce Development with their seller's information, such as a driver's license, and each crew member needs work permits. You know, what would seem like basic regulations to keep people safe. Employers are also prohibited from employing traveling sales crew members under the age of 18, making them work before 9 a.m. or after 9 p.m., making them buy consumer goods from the employer and abandoning their workers. But as Melinda's law has been introduced, it's companies like Southwestern Advantage that battle against it. It's not as if advocates are trying to ban door-to-door sales altogether, but they believe that these kinds of businesses cross a line into child exploitation. 
Some even allege far more than exploitation, but downright abuse, stating that girls are, quote, forced to have sex with the managers and told if they do not comply, they will be abandoned without any money, sometimes thousands of miles from their homes. Advantage may not be the same as these magazine crews that are rife with abuse, but they do benefit from the same lack of regulation. And instead of recognizing what a problem this is and taking steps to ensure that the teenagers they employ are treated well, they'd rather continue just reaping the benefits. And it's pretty fucked up when you think about it. After a massive loss of life such as this, a company like Southwestern Advantage should be proactive to prevent these things from happening. It feels like basic human empathy. If you see that a particular business practice has led to the loss of a teenager's life, be it not doing background checks and allowing workers to drive despite an extremely long shift, then you should ensure your company isn't doing the same thing, especially when they've got a nearly identical business model. Door-to-door -door sales has always been dangerous to an extent. Randomly knocking on a stranger's home just isn't all that safe. So I'd hope that the companies using these sales models would do everything in their power to keep their employees protected. Instead, to see Southwestern Advantage actively fighting against regulation designed to prevent tragedy, well, I think it just shows where their priorities are. Those fighting to pass this legislation claimed that although Southwestern Advantage said they would be willing to come to some sort of agreement, in actuality, they seemingly just wanted to loophole their way into being exempt from these laws. In 2010, an article from Salem News accused Southwestern Advantage of being one of the worst door-to-door -door sales companies out there for other reasons. Apparently, the managers have a stake in their employees' earnings, likely from the company being an MLM, which is why they enforce the 80-hour workweek. It's illegal to make this a job requirement, so Advantage is careful to label it as optional, but managers heavily push for it. But there's more. Salem News also accused Advantage of recruiting in foreign countries to take advantage of international students. They'd sponsor J-1 visas to allow students to come over for the summer, but because these young people are independent contractors and not technically employees, they might not even have to do the work of helping them find safe housing, like a sponsor is typically required to do. This article argues that the classification of these employees as independent contractors is ultimate bullshit to begin with. The workers have a regimented group course, follow the hours set by them, have IDs bearing the company logo, work 80 hours a week. This isn't some work when you want to flexible kind of job. They also do require the purchase of their products, but say it's for demonstration reasons only. And for the final nail in the coffin, Southwestern Advantage claims, quote, Southwestern Company, the old name for Southwestern Advantage, employees are required to open bank accounts in their own names in order to process checks paid to them for merchandise and to submit payments to the Southwestern Company. This activity directly contributes to the underlying tax evasion schemes being perpetrated by the Southwestern Company and thus may be considered money laundering. So in essence, this puts all of the risk on an employee if a check bounces instead of the company. All this risk on an international student, by the way, who may or may not know how US banking laws work. Not that many national students know how it fully works either for the record. So, okay, now that we've dug pretty deep into the shady behaviors of Southwestern Advantage, let's get back to both book companies as a whole and answer the age-old question of all multi-level Monday episodes. Is it worth it? Can you really earn a decent living as an MLM bookseller? And before we answer that question, I'm just going to take a quick moment to thank today's sponsors. Today's episode is sponsored by Honey, the easy way to save when shopping on your phone or computer. 
Now, how does it feel when you find a deal? You find a sudden sale or discount on something that you were gonna buy that you didn't really think you were gonna get a percentage off of. It feels pretty great, right? Well, thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best ones it finds to your cart. And it's so easy to use. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button appears and all you have to do is click apply coupons, wait a couple seconds as Honey searches, and if it finds a working one, you'll watch prices drop. You guys know my favorite one is to find a discount on pizza anytime I can find, you know, 15, 20, 30. One time it found me a 40% coupon, like fairly recently. That was very cool, very much appreciated that. But it's not exclusive to pizza. You can use it for clothing stores. If you're looking for tech gadgets, maybe things for your car, things for your pet, chances are they probably have it and it's probably gonna help you save a little bit of money. And Lord knows we could all save some money nowadays. And Honey doesn't just work on desktops. It works on your iPhone too. Just activate it on Safari on your phone and save on the go. So if you don't already have Honey, you could just be straight up missing out on savings. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting the show. So if you wanna get Honey for free, make sure you go to joinhoney.com MLM. That's joinhoney.com MLM. And when it comes to saving money, sometimes it also tastes really good too. And that's why HelloFresh is also sponsoring today's episode. And HelloFresh takes the hassle out of mealtime by delivering pre-portioned ingredients and easy to prepare recipes right to your door. You can skip the checkout lines and get outside in the warmer weather because HelloFresh has dinner covered. They're gonna keep your taste buds on their toes with 40 recipes and over 100 seasonal and convenience items to choose from every single week. And with so much variety, there's options for everyone. And it doesn't matter if you're not a professional in the kitchen because trust me, when it comes to cooking, I am also not a professional. But HelloFresh's foolproof recipes arrive pre-portioned and easy to prepare in just a few minutes. And the recipes come with pictures, which is also very helpful. So I'm like looking for an upcoming menu right now. One that for me, the box is gonna ship looks like April 24th. And I like to just click, it looks like it says it has 40 recipes available. And for me, I like to go to quick and easy to start because I really like things that are easy cleanup, easy prep, easy to make, just easy. And right out the gate, I see like pineapple chicken tacos with cabbage slaw, tortilla chips, and green salsa. That sounds freaking delightful. They say that one's like 15 minutes. Like they say it's fast as heck. But they also have this thing called one pot cowboy turkey and bean chili. I just love anything with jalapeno to be honest with you. So I'm interested. But they also have, which this is really good. It's the cucumber salad stuffed pita pockets with hummus, feta, and creamy dill sauce. That is not to be slept on. It is absolutely delightful and fresh and really refreshing in the middle of the day. And it says it's like a 10 minute prep. It's so easy. So if you're ready to get cooking, make sure you go to hellofresh.com MLM50 and use code MLM50 for 50% off. Plus your first box ships for free. Again, that's hellofresh.com slash MLM50 with code MLM50 for 50% off and your first box is gonna ship for free. Bills have been introduced to make contractors employees. It's a big difference there. Now, contractors would love to have more rights, like not being permitted to work an 80 hour work week, things of that nature. Unsurprisingly, Advantage has lobbied against these sorts of bills And the more and more you actually take a look at this company, the more negative feedback you're gonna find about them. Some of that might be as simple as a Reddit post with a user claiming that the company is emotionally manipulative, unsafe, and you can even end up in debt to them, despite this user allegedly being successful by the company's standards. Other sources like the Minnesota Daily say that they're putting college students in a vulnerable position by placing them away from friends and family. With nothing else to do and no network, it's easier to pressure students to just keep working because you're physically stuck doing what's asked of you. 
It seems like based on my research, you can theoretically make some bank with them, but you'll have to absolutely kill yourself doing it. Hello and welcome to our recruiting webinar. So today I'm hoping to give you lots of ideas. To Hi, I'm Sarah and I'm a director with Usborne and I just wanna share with you a few tips that I think are great for recruiting. So first of all, I kind of see that there are three parts in the Facebook party process that are great well, opportunities to, to party. I so might as well make commission off my party. So what if I just join and that can be my launch party? And then and even then, you're basically just as likely to end up earning a few dollars an hour. The reviews pretty much speak for themselves too, with customers not even being satisfied with their products. Some say their books contain misinformation, that they never received the product, that they're continually charged, and others cite that the company has had a massive breach of data protection, disclosing names, ages, and photographs of children in areas that use the products. As of August, 2021, this user claimed that the company was making the rounds in large military areas using these questionable tactics to sell their books. As for Usborne, the little that I have been able to find out about them isn't much better. Once you start comparing the retail prices of their books and how much cheaper you can find them elsewhere, things already aren't looking so great. And let's be honest here, while plenty of us still love going into a local bookstore and having a look around, many people have turned to Amazon and eBay. It's just more affordable and it's faster and it's a much larger selection usually too. The Talented Ladies Club did the math and said that even buying Usborne starter brand pack somewhere else could save about a third of the cost, paying 101 pounds instead of 144 pounds. And that's a major difference. And while yeah, maybe you'd pick up a book or two from your friend to be supportive, I don't know many people that would pay 50% more just so a friend might get a few dollars out of the deal. All that money isn't going to be a sweet little family bookstore, it's going to the top of the pyramid, to Usborne. Plus there's the classic, the employees are the customers argument here, and that's also very valid and at play. The Usborne Home Organizer Handbook reads, quote, in the unlikely event that you do not submit orders to the total value of 120 pounds or more within 12 weeks of joining Usborne, you will be invoiced for the difference between the price you paid for the starter kit and the retail price. This article explains, so if you don't manage to sell 120 pounds of Usborne books in your first three months, Usborne makes you pay their full retail price of these books. You also have to pay 120 pounds every rolling three month period to stay active. So again, this isn't some like work whenever you want, no pressure kind of job. You have to make a certain amount of sales or you'll be withdrawn without notice. I guess the idea of being a boss babe and owning your own business has fallen down the tubes yet again. Last I checked, this isn't how owning a business works. Some sellers have lost money even after finding other Usborne organizers to buy their stock upon leaving the business. Like, yes, you can sell everything and still be out money. The only way to really earn anything, it seems, is, big surprise here, recruiting others, which makes this business shaped an awful lot like my head, if you ask me. In the long run, no, I don't think either of these companies are worth it. And again, in my opinion, I think they treat their workers like shit, they don't care who they hurt, and are designed to benefit only themselves. Buy your books elsewhere. But with that being said, that is the end of today's episode of Multi-Level Mondays. I hope you learned something new here today. And if you did, make sure that you're liking, following, and subscribing to stay up to date on all the latest information. Thank you so much for joining me to the end of today's episode. I really do appreciate it. And as always, I'll see you in the next one. Bye.